0: to Arrest or Mimics. My name is Ben Tal and this is the Creative Innovation Podcast. How are you doing? Thank you for listening. As ever, much appreciated. It's Mental Health Awareness Week and we've got a few themes coming up. I won't go as far as saying it's special, but it's touched upon quite in depth through many different people and that's why the weather this week is fascinating. We've got Andy Cottrell, music photographer of 30 plus years coming up on the show. Good friend of mine who have been collaborating with on a project called Lend Me Your Ear. We've got an exhibition coming up very soon and we will get into all of that. But first, the sponsors. I've got to thank them because they keep the show free for everyone who listens illustrationweb.com fantastic illustration and animation agency supporting the industry the creative industry that is uh, in many many ways representing so many good artists, animators, fashion specialists, uh, mural artists, lettering specialists, it's all going on, go and take a look at their awesome portfolios, and the new section on the website looking behind the curtain of the industry and the projects they do with wonderful global clients, so take a look over there, illustrationweb.com heartinternet.co.uk, um, tech and digital sponsors, providing great SEO advice, social media advice, hosting, domain names, all the good tech stuff, all the digital stuff you need to get your business seen on the internet, to put it very, very simply. <laughs> um, but they usually give a digital tip, uh, and I thought it would be important to touch upon Andy, the, the guest for this show, which is what I usually try and tap into, and... Andy's very old school, he's been in the game a while, learned to shoot on film, he's gone digital these days. But I love Andy's Instagram, it's very warm, It's such a humanity there, it's really not... Um, it's not screaming about himself, it's not selfies, it's not all the bollocks that we all have to deal with on uh, social media. And it's it tells his story, it captures him, he's very honest about how he uses it, and, and he's not screaming from the rooftops about stuff that... To be quite frank, not many people care about and I think we're all overexposed to everyone's lives these days. Um and you could just you could do worse than taking a look at how he curates his site and how it reflects uh, the creative work he's doing. You know, he's not trying too hard. Worth a look, go and check it out. That is courtesy of hearts, internet.co.uk. Foilco.co.uk providing the largest range of hot stamping foils to the design industry. For a good while now, they're great people. Um, I know Matt from Fileco, Jamie, they're a great bunch. I've met them all at some point for the great events, Multiplicity. Give us a shout if you were at the Multiplicity London event recently. It looks like it went down a treat, and they unveiled all their brilliant new branding. So go and check them out. They they really do make it accessible. Uh, I've worked with fileco before. They're just great people. That When you don't know anything about it, and it feels like this um, daunting challenge, it's really not, and they will help you. Through the whole process, so go and take a look uh, at what they're up to. Over, you know, you'll know, you see all the brand new branding now. It's all out there. Courtesy of Studio DBD. Dave Sedgwick doing a great job, as ever. Um, Uk. And last but not least, the Association of Illustrators, the AOI.com. Um, moving down the tracks with their brilliant business empowerment campaign with the hashtag Not a Hobby. So go and take a look. They're helping illustrators get a better handle on the entrepreneurial side of things, The the pricing, the... Uh, The business plans, all that stuff, you know, kind of respecting yourself as a professional, charging the proper rates, making the right kind of living. So go and take a look at the AOI.com. And all their social media challenge for all the latest stuff. We're going to have Ren, Renwick and Lou Bones coming back to the show. They were first on episode 44, if you want to go back and check that one out in the archives. And they're coming back to talk about the campaign, to talk about the business side of illustration, so I think it's going to be a valuable one for a lot of you listeners. And I think the stuff they're talking about extends right into all kinds of freelance creative professions or even small agencies, Um, so it's well worth a listen for pretty much anyone who's going to be checking out this show. So keep an eye out for that. So that is enough of the business. Um, A quick special thank you to Bayer um, Photolab, because they've been helping Andy and I on the project we're going to talk about shortly uh, with a a fantastic printing deal because they really love what we're doing and the the themes and the messages um, that are at play here that also tie into Mental Health Awareness Week which it is this week so go and do some shouting listen to a friend if they need it Um, and also Fujifilm who've also helped with the paper for for the show giving us the highest quality stock so cheers to those guys Um, and Stan Socks uh, who are based in Covent Garden an American sock company they do awesome funky socks and they've got this beautiful beautiful basement space which has given us to do this exhibition which you can hear about in a minute uh, so just a little thank you for those guys so cheers for checking in how are you feeling uh, I guess it's an important question this week mental health awareness week it's not quite the special that I've put out in previous years because I kind of don't want to over egg that um, really trying to do something you know major and triumphant but it's a constant theme in in the broad scheme of the work that I do uh, which is you know spanning across illustration writing um, shouting on this thing <laughs> and uh, live podcast whatever it might be it's a constant conversation it's a constant theme and at least in the time that I've been doing this podcast which is 3 or 4 years certainly in the arc of the time that I've been an illustrator there's been m- I think there's certainly been an improvement in terms of the amount of conversations that are going on around mental health about um about it being less of a taboo and people kind of pushing forward. And I think it's important also to... it's, it's Okay, it's great, right? It's great that it's all over social media and it's in the digital realm it so talks about. I just hope it's extending into real life and in those interpersonal relationships. Um, I think it is. I mean, personally, I've had so many conversations and what I've found time and time again and what I was always fascinated by, and this is why I always return to this topic... Is that creativity is so massive and broad in its scope and its ability to give a voice to people who might not otherwise have a way of talking, of of saying how they feel, of connecting with other people who have things in common, who might be able to help them resolve an issue. And even if that's only ever in their head, if that other person doesn't even know about it, doesn't even know they're suffering, it's important. And I think if anything, right from geeks talking about Game of Thrones, I'm one of them. You know, it's a geek is always a compliment in my book, so don't take that the wrong way. Um, my, you know, I've got my wrestling, I've got my illustration, I've got Leeds United, um, I've got Blur, and I have the most amazing conversations through these channels in the most indirect ways, and it gives me this great sense of purpose. And I think this is what keeps bringing me back to this like I'm off to the flame, because I see people who don't and I see people who are lost in life, and and God knows it's so easy to get lost in this life because the piss and the ferocity of society in today's world is actually terrifying and we're so overexposed to absolutely everything that's going on in the world, and when I have to get out of bed in the morning and hear that Nigel fucking Farage is leading the Member of European Parliament elections... That's a massive mental blow to me, and then I wake up in the morning and I think about what species is close to going extinct, and then I might walk down the street and I'll see a lot of litter stuck in drains and in you know in the rivers when I walk the dog, and it's this constant flurry of attacks on what is a very sensitive mind because I have one of those artistically inclined minds that overthinks and sees layers in the world, and I, I apologize for sort of going back to this on you know loads of episodes because it does come up time and time again. But that's what it is. And if I'm feeling that way and I've got these outlets, what are the poor people feeling that don't? And that's why I've always tried to use my work in such a way that can kind of shout about the benefits of artistic expression and creativity. And like I've always said, it's not about artists doing art. That, that never was the point. It was always about these vehicles for expression. So that brings me on to the topic of, of why I wanted to do this project. Oh, actually, let's, let's go back a little bit. So I'm telling a lie, so lend me your ear. Let's just get into it. Lend me your ear. It's a project celebrating identity, creativity, and self-expression between myself and today's guest, Andy Cotterill, who's a, a wonderful music photographer. So I met a friend for a pint when I first moved to London, going back five years. And there were these amazing black and white images of musicians that I loved on the wall. Jarvis Cocker, Plan B, in his pub... And I mentioned to this friend that, that I love this work and time and time again I come in here and it's, uh, it's it's amazing to see. It's got such humanity about it. And he said, "It's, oh, it's Andy. It's Andy, I used to commission him um, at a magazine I used to work at. Uh, so this friend was an art director and he put me in touch with Andy and really, really quickly we connected and we got along and Andy's got about... 15, I forget how many years, he's got a a generation gap on me, let's put it that way, and I loved his energy and he's such a warm person and right away I said look I'd, I'd just love the chance to do what I'd only just started doing at the time which was hand lettering and this kind of doodly style separate from my main illustration game and I said I'd love to apply this stuff to your photography, what do you think? And Andy said, well, let's, you know, come down. So we went down to his house and we had a look through his archive and we picked out a little selection of images. Um, And I remember jumping straight on the Damon Albarn image. It had been a big bluff and I can go, oh my God, you've got, you know, images of Damon and he's telling me how he shot these images around Kathy Burke's house and all this stuff and blew my mind with all these stories of rock stars. And straight away I'm thinking there's really something here and I hope that Andy feels the same way. So I go away and I do some drawings over the top to, to cut it short and... Andy loved it and we said okay let's do it let's see where it goes so what started out as something an appreciation of these rock stars very quickly became over all these conversations Andy and I would have and all these meetups and and taking this project forward was that we were in love with what these people represented which was a pure form of character which was an honest self that they had succeeded because of and not in spite of and that's the, that's the core of this project. So we wanted to celebrate that. And here we are, five years later, kind of 60 plus images in the bag. Um, the website's up, by the way. Go and have a look com is the website. And we went brilliant, let's make this happen, let's do it. And thanks to a couple of connections, Stance in Covent Garden, the sock shop that I mentioned earlier, um, they, they love the look of this project and they really want to be a part of it. And they offered us this beautiful space that they've got in the store in, in West End, central London, and it's amazing and we got so excited. So that exhibition is coming up and over time we've you know we've dealt with the likes of Anyone from Chuck D to Pink to Grace Jones to Florence to the Gallaghers to Markie Smith to Kano, Uh, we've got Jay Huss from the grime scene, we've got Stormzy Skepta, and then you flip it to Nick Cave and you've got um, Savages, and you, oh, I mean, I could go on. It's it's incredible, and it's been a labour of love for both of us, and we've developed this friendship which is um, wonderful, and more and more we have this same conversation, and Andy calls them Spectrum people. You know, people who are just, they're on... A spectrum, they've got these minds that we share, we procrastinate, we we over labour, we overthink, we get down, we get up. It's kind of, it's full of us. This industry, the creative industry, is riddled with us because we have the brains that set us up well for this industry, for creativity and for artistic expression. Uh, So that's it, and that's what what we wanted to to celebrate within these projects. And it was important to me that we supported charities that represented that. But at a ground level because I recognised that people who are suffering this way, they're not going to look at a rock star and kind of go, nice one, yeah, I get it, cool, everything's fine. It's not the reality. But the point is I wanted to showcase these beautiful exhibitions of pure characters and what happens, what can happen when you lead with yourself on the front line and you open that up to the world. It's not for everyone, and, and and that's why it was really important for us to show the range of character and the range of representations in this project. So, like I said, you've got smash lamp, you've got Smash Mouth characters like the Gallagher's, you've got the loud one, Larry ones, but you've also got subversive characters like Beck and like um, Grace Jones who who lead with a mystique, you know, and and re- they they portray their individuality in a different way. And some of these people are painfully introverted. Andy told me the story when he photographed Jamie T about just how awkward he was, the most awkward person he's photographed. And he really, he was struggling to even get a shot, let alone the shot. And in the end, thanks to Andy being Andy, which we will discuss in this episode, such a warm people person, he managed to, to work something and get the shot from Jamie. But that's, that's the beautiful thing about his project, and that's what I wanted to lay on the line. But then it was really important that I worked and supported organisations into this, that... that are dealing with this at ground level they're dealing with the people who are affected by mental issues or just learning who they are so young urban arts foundation it was really important to me to get them on board they're a london-based charity doing incredible work with young people who've not had the best starts in life um so actually you know coming up i'm going to be talking to kerry o'brien i've got a wonderful conversation in the bag with her for the show, um, so since 2009 they've been helping vulnerable and disadvantaged young people fulfill their potential by engaging them with music and other arts. We create a safe space for them to break free from the fears and barriers they face, talk about mental health issues and show showing by example that they can become whoever they want to be. So it, a person like Kerry who's seeing these people on a weekly basis and working with the people who are going in to council estates with their incredible media bus. And just giving the young people a chance to come on board and have a chat and maybe try something out if they want music-wise or arts-wise and talk with people with more experience than them or kids their own age that maybe they didn't know existed. It's really, really incredible. Um, So I'm really excited to bring in that episode. But it was important that I brought an organisation like these on board. And I also wanted to do it with Calm, who I've been supporting for a number of years now. Um, Some of you guys may remember I I did a, a whole campaign called Express, which was about exactly what I just talked about artistic expression as this kind of go between the person who's struggling and those awkward conversations which we all know are really intimidating and daunting and terrifying uh, to sit down and look someone in the eye and tell them you've got an issue. So they do great work again on the behalf of that and can really do a wonderful great deal with with creative people um by bringing in musicians and other artists who who want to support the cause. So that's what we're doing and it you know it was important to not just go with the kind of rock stars and all that stuff but that's where we are, and we plan to take this project forward. And like I said before, you can go and take a look at it all on lemmeyourheart.com. Uh, let me know what you think, and please do come and see the show. So, like I said in the last episode, we're going to be doing the exhibition, and we can argue the dates, which are going to be running from the 24th of May, which is the Friday, through to the 6th of June for two weeks. So, come down and see it. Stands open from 10 o'clock till 7 o'clock. Uh, except Sundays when it's open, 12 until 6pm, so come down, Um, I'm actually going to be in there, the 24th, 25th and 26th, that's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, in the store, just there, come down and have a chat, I'm also going to be in from the 3rd until the 6th of June when it closes, Uh, and I'd love to say hello, so come down and have a chat, we can talk about all the things, we can look at the work together, Uh, I'm really, really excited about this because I've done so little projects of this nature, so few exhibitions, Um, and so is Andy, so we're we're really buzzing about this, and Andy's going to be in there on the dates that I'm not during that period, so again, if you want to come down and meet Andy, come and have a chat, you might even catch us both in there. So that's about it, I could bang on forever, but um, do go and check out the charities that I mentioned, Um, so, sorry I should have said CAM, Campaign Against Living Miserably, is the leading movement against male suicide, the single biggest killer of men in under 45 in the UK, so Go and donate. I mean, it's as simple as that. Go and donate to these guys. Do a run, climb a mountain, um, tell a friend about them. You know, uh, these are they are really doing critical stuff, and they're working against savage cuts from um, government level. So. You know they need us more than ever, and they're doing incredible work. So please do lend them your skills, also. I know both charities work closely with artists to do the great work they're doing. So if you want to get involved with this cause, please do reach out to them. It was towards the end of this projects, and the, when we got into the planning stages, that that we we heard the the heartbreaking news about Keith Flint. he would taken his own life. You know the. Iconic frontman of the Prodigy, and, and Keith was one of the images that we um, we'd had the most fun with. You know, the, the the shot that Andy chose is live of him kind of turning into this red mist and be, the beautiful mystique that that epitomises Keith Flint, something that we we had great fun with. And Andy, ironically enough, had shot um, the band's press shots just months before this, this this tragic event happened. And I remember coming back and being completely. Bubbly and 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 you know telling me just how a Glow Keith was, how he was the, the life and soul of that shoot, and he was a laugh a minute, and he was just great value and very nice to Andy, and and he gets on really well with the band and the management, and it just, just it illustrates something, you know, you really don't know what is going on under the skin um, inside a person's mind, you don't know what they're wrestling with, and like I said before, in today's world, I think there is a lot to wrestle with, as you know, you, we all have our struggles, and the pace of today's society is is diabolical, and and a lot of people get left out. And it's in a lot of ways, it's morally bankrupt. You know the cuts to youth services and all that stuff, and there's just so much coming at us from all angles. And what happened with Keith was, you know, it was just a timely reminder that this stuff is, it's you know, it's a danger right here in our faces right now, and there's people in our lives, and it's going on. So we you know we we had a long conversations about about what to do. We didn't want to be seen to be exploiting in any way. But fortunately for us, this project is not commercial. It's a personal labour of love between us, and we felt it would have been a travesty to take Keith out on that basis. Quite the opposite. We felt the old you know, there's a lot more damage done by staying silent than there is singing loudly in in, in, in particularly in this instance. You know, um, and it when you stay quiet, this is where you know things snowball things uh, get worse in your heads i know that for a fact i've got one of those brains and i just felt that by taking keith out of this project it would be doing a disservice to all the great work that the likes of calm and young urban arts foundation are trying to do trying to create space and opportunity for people to come out and talk and express and meet like-minded people and connect with things that might help them to find their own voice so for those reasons you know we, we thought we absolutely needed to keep Keith in and make him a real keystone of this project Um, so I'm interested in your thoughts on that also so yeah that's it I hope to see you there at the show and this story is is kind of Andy Cottrell's journey through being a music photographer and the things he's learned from these larger-than-life characters and we also get into the mental health side of things so without any more banging on because you've had enough from me um, here you have it myself Andy Cottrell at Andy's house going through all the good stuff Get us your feedback, please. At Arrest On The Mix on the social media, and I hope you enjoy it. I think the core of this project is, it's, for me, it's identity and and pride in what you are. Yeah. You know, I and mean, in creativity and using that natural those natural tendencies to basically do what it is you're into. Yeah. In the case of these guys, it's you know it's it's putting that on the front line and turning yeah. the volume up to ten and going. This is what I am, and this is what I'm writing, I'm singing about and, and, and then people just being in awe of that and I think there's something uh, beautiful about it.
1: Well, I think that's, you know, that's what we discussed from the beginning and you were like, if you were going to do so, what would you want to do? And it was based around that then. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like, well, if I'm going to do anything, I want to do something that I've been fortunate enough to meet all these bizarre and wonderful people and I've only realised... That I would want to do those types of people because of the time I've done it, and it's been a journey for me too. So I wouldn't, might not have said that in the beginning or the first couple of years, Hmm. but the fact that it's gone on and I just keep meeting these odd characters and really, you know, having brilliant days with, you know, from Lee Perry to Wilco Johnson to, you know, Artie Long. Is there all these lovely people that I'm fortunate enough to meet and you know and you getting that straight away and it was it sort of worked perfectly
0: so yeah yeah I, I, so what's what's the background I don't, cause I don't think i've ever properly spoken to you about what, um about your roots and like what's i guess first of all what's the what's your creative background like what did you did you grow up thinking that you wanted to do anything in the creative industries or was, no, it I, was a,
1: I wasn't an academic bloke i wasn't you know school wasn't my thing i didn't really like it i really really had a kind of bad time at school if i'm honest yeah but it wasn't like you were in school getting bullied. It was not nothing like that. I was like sport. I did everything to get out of a class. So I became, you know, just like Mr. Bloody Sport at school. So, and then art, I was always excelled at. And I was all like that. And then a, a photography thing came up at the end, fourth, fifth year, right at the very end of school. And I got stuck into that. So I, I was, you know, also I, I'd had family member that was you know acting and they did say something to me once like you know whatever you choose choose well and choose something you're going to enjoy because you're doing it a long time Mm. and although I saw it was wasn't always easy for them for the work situation I saw them sort of doing something they really loved Uh, and and I didn't at that point I didn't see the neurosis that it brings when you're not working yeah I just saw the fact that it was someone doing something other than getting up and taking orders from I don't know, I just, I was very lucky also, I wasn't, you know, I didn't have a bad position with my family and the home life, so I was able to stay there in, you know, in the 20s for a little bit, so I didn't have that immediate pressure of money. Yeah. A lot of my mates were always interested in buying flash new motors, and so they had to have work, I was never interested in that, so I didn't have that money pressure. So mm-hmm. I, I could nurture slowly in finding out about this. Yeah. And I never went to uni, and in a way I wish I'd, I'd, I'd gone for it, because I was so against and didn't enjoy a school system, it kind of rubbed off with of me not wanting to study, but in a way I'd quite like to because I'd have, because I'd, I'd like to have been around like-minded people. Mm. But, you know, it didn't happen like that, and I sort of flagged my way into it, you know. Yeah. I was interested in doing photography, I started doing it, and then sort of secured... Bizarrely, secured some assistant work. I don't know how that happened, but it sort of went from one thing to another, I and mean, then I ended up doing quite a lot of that. And then, yeah, it went on from there. Really, I mean, I assisted a couple of good people, and I just saw what you could you could what you could do, and I just really
0: enjoyed the the lifestyle of it. Well, that's one thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, from the minute I met you, you're a very personable, fun person to be around. Was that? But it was. Did you? Did you like the 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 idea the the people side of the arts
1: when you were younger? Is that what yeah? You, I'm a, you know, I, I enjoy people. I'm a sociable bloke, and I uh, you know I, I like hearing people's stories. I like I like interesting, cool people. I do, I'm quite attracted, unfortunately, to quite extreme people. Yeah, not necessarily to photograph, but generally in life, and often <laughs> it's often gone wrong because you know they because of the extremities. You know you. It's weird. I've got this, I'm quite risky, but then I'm quite safe. I sort of in them in between. So I've got people that are around me that are very to the book and very safe. And then I've got completely wild friends, completely. Yeah. Yeah. And I like them both for different reasons, but I sort of lie between the two worlds.
0: Yeah. But I enjoy that. This makes total sense now because I'm exactly the same. And you, you hit on a good point there you said... I wouldn't want to be either of I wouldn't want to be
1: anywhere near either I could easily have been near the the wild ones because yeah. I've had the opportunity to be completely like you wouldn't believe in different areas of whatever. And I wouldn't want to be totally safe at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I,
0: I steer clear of the I'm, extremity end of both of them. I'm ones. the same and I describe it as I'm almost this ghost that somewhere like to be around all of it but never connected too closely to any of it because it's yeah. it's the same thing it's, I mean you're from East London are these parts yeah I'm from around here I'm from West Yorkshire so a very small working class mill town but I would guess there's a parallel in the term of you're not short of exposure to like you said extreme people oh, no. and well, in it my okay. case somebody and I always bring this up and I'm sure our listeners are sick of me saying this but someone described my hometown as being like one giant Star Wars bar <laughs> which is absolutely perfect because mm. it is full of oddballs and weirdos yeah. and extreme characters and I always just loved that So, like, but yeah. subconsciously I never knew that I loved that well this is but down here it's just like a bigger version of that yeah if, you, if you're if you
1: in a certain world yeah like mine. Growing up in the household that I grew up in and I had a lot of love, but it was a lot of madness. That was like one big Star Wars bar on its own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, There yeah. was a lot of fucking weirdos there, <laughs> including family members, you know what I mean? Yeah. Was,
0: but, you know, I enjoyed all that. Me too, and, that, and that's what it is. And I enjoyed films and books and, and, and rich characters and, and, and stories of, of adventure, and, whether it was down and dirty or fantastical. But what, mm. what's interesting there is then you hit a certain age, like in your teens and suddenly in your case you find this medium like photography and I find ah my thing was drawing and writing mm-hmm. but it's the same it's that love of them characters that then clicks with this lovely thing and thought oh shit photography I can tell a story now. I can mm-hmm. capture these people yeah. and I can present them in a way that means something well, to kind of I me I found it
1: late then did you? oh yeah like I, I got into it because I liked it and it was something interesting and then it became a bit of a job then it became because I was doing it a lot and I was doing well at it, in the sense that I was getting lots, lots of work. I and mean, it was a long time ago now, it's like 30 years ago. Mm. 20 something years ago. And <clears throat> it all became a bit of a job. And I kind of forgot why I did it, because it became a bit of a job. So, you know, I did that much, I bought my first flat, assisting. Mm. So you which know, I heard of. You know, and, and I was just able to... But, you know, and this is, and this is just a couple of years into the assisting. But then I realised, you know, I really couldn't bear most of the people I was working with that just drive me mad because they were either egomaniacs or they they were, you know, completely erotic and they'd like snap at you and be a little bit, and I just couldn't handle being around that sort of character. So when I was like, I've had enough of this shit, helping someone else who doesn't really appreciate your help, you, um, you, you kind of go, right, I've got to do my own thing. Then, then you, then you, then Left going shit. I've not really, have not really been preparing for this. I started doing this as a bit of a job, and I didn't go right. Okay, this is just a vehicle for me to get the experience and the contacts and the and the skills to push myself. So I had to sort of stop and regroup and completely start again. Mm-hmm. And the reason I now and I, and I got stuck into it and got started again was, you know, just to photograph people I knew who were extreme, <laughs> who were a bit mad. And, and, uh, and all music music stuff. And I just got really into into that. And then I was seen by a couple of early magazines and Days and Confused type people. Yeah. And they sort of really were into that sort of... I suppose it's like what the grime scene is doing now. Mm. And you've got certain young kids who now... So it's, a, it's a lot more availability and it's a lot more accessible now for these youngsters because of the digital world and because people now know you don't have to do this long drawn out academic study of photography to try and learn the ins and outs of a camera which was before it took you a while for the pain to drop and you do really get it now it's very quick the process and also people know that they can you know if they've got access to people and access to things they can get in there they can be published and get stuff done like overnight, this doesn't matter anymore, there's no yeah. hierarchy, yeah. there's no like time scale, whereas before you had to put your time in, mm. now it's all instant and it's brilliant, but I think like what's happening with the grime scene now, I think I probably did that on the drum and bass scene and the jungle scene 20 odd years ago, then it was seen by certain magazines and that accessibility and my way I dealt with these people, I think it was taken on and they liked it and then, you know the first job for Days was doing Chap D from Public Enemy and we've got that shot
0: in this yeah. exhibition. Yeah. And that was the first job for Days. It's amazing. Was that I mean we're talking about such a larger than life character there, they did that early exposure and love of extreme characters kind of set you up well for dealing with big personalities like that? Yeah, totally. Knowing <laughs> Listen, my mum was a big
1: enough character. I'd, <laughs> I was, I'd have been more scared of having a chap than mine. Nobody was scared of her, but, like, she was realer than Chuck B to me because she was... <laughs> <laughs> she
0: was <laughs> there's a quote. My yeah. mum was realer than Chuck D. No,
1: but she was, you know, because she was, she'd been through, I mean, you know, she'd been through serious stuff she'd, in yeah. the war. <laughs> you know, seeing yeah. her sister blown from here to there and... And, you know, she was at an age where she see and, and dealt with stuff. And so when you're dealing with that type of character and you, you've got people around you that are very strong and then you, you, you um, gravitate almost to extreme characters because it almost makes you feel like that but without dipping your foot in too far. You know yeah. what I mean? You might hear a few stories and see a few bizarre things but you haven't had to get nicked for it. It's quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's kind of it's a little bit like when you see outside a club or you see in the road a road like a robbery going on the calmest most gentle person will stand and watch it they love it yeah, because it's this and on TV now you've got all these police arrests you've got this what happens at night in towns people love it they listen they I love it. it because there's unfortunately there's an, a, an affiliation attraction to stuff that you're opposite to yeah violence or robbery or you know what i mean there's a yeah. unfortunate and i think there was a draw to that madness for me i mean i've luckily i've exercised myself from those characters and i don't <laughs> really need it anymore but i mean like i used to go out going to rough nightclubs when i was going clubbing and i yeah. used to club a lot yeah i used to go out to the whole you know absolute forefront of the hip hop scene in this country i was on from the yeah. start you know and and like fully in it with all my mates. And, and many scenes after that, actually, and knowing a lot of the DJs that have done incredibly well now and come through that. And it's just been a, you know, all of it's been a fantastic journey. So yeah. you, invariably, you can't help but have a little bit of uh, all of that rub off. So, yeah, meeting people now, or any of these people, is a joy. And I don't ever get intimidated. Mm. It's fun. Yeah. You know, you do. i will probably be more intimidated by going to photograph someone like Jarvis. Because I think he's very, you know, I love what he's about. I and mean, he's very funny and very intellectual and he's smart and he's very opinionated. And I, I probably felt intimidated, intellectually intimidated by him. Mm-hmm. And I thought he might be a little bit smart or he might look at me a bit of a, I don't mean, think, you know, stupid, but not as quick-witted as I'd quite like to be or whatever. Yeah. You know. yeah. And, but actually, this the most charming, fun bloke. To me, and absolutely the opposite to what I would have considered... And to be perfectly honest, anybody I've met with super talents and, and are able to be in a media eye like that and promote themselves and produce fantastic body of work,
0: mm-hmm. all of
1: them have been brilliant. There's never been an arsehole. Yeah. It's the ones that aren't there yet that want it, that aren't quite as talented as they think that are the fucking arseholes. That's a great point, actually. And, They're and then, the and... ones that are trouble... Not the other ones. You know, Ian Brown, he can be trouble to someone, but he's only trouble to an arsehole. (laughs) Ian Brown's the coolest bloke you would ever meet. You know what I mean? He's a cool guy, but he won't take any bullshit. No, you know, your list goes on.
0: Yeah. And I think this is what, I mean, you mentioned, you talked about movements there and that. I I think movements are beautiful because there's a great sense of belonging and there's collective interest that brings all these different personalities together through one context. Yeah. And... The people that you mentioned there, you know, the, 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 Ian Brown were getting into that, the, the area there when I, when I grew up, which is a different era to when you grew up, so, you know, yeah. for me, it was, it was the Damon Arpounds, the Gallagher's, the yeah. Jarvis's, the Radiohead's, the, you know, the, all that stuff going on. I'd come off the back of Right Said Fred, Michael Jackson, <laughs> and, uh, and Shaggy. They were my first three, like, albums that I had. It was so funny. As much as I liked the tunes, they meant nothing to my world growing up as I did as a young yeah. English kid. Suddenly, you've got these people singing about England and about what's going on in the country, politically, so socially. I went to Russia the other day and I saw Right said Fred, it was bizarre. Did you? I you. <laughs> and
1: I was like, me oh, that's
0: Sorry, Ben, I had to say it in the West End. But, but then this is why I wanted to do this project, because I just find it one of the most beautiful thing when you've got these musicians who've been so full-frontly themselves mm. and resonated with mm. people because of how real it is and how... Yeah. And how, it's that,
1: again, it's identity, isn't it? Yeah, I think, yeah. People a, connect with that reality. Yeah. Way. I think the people that we've got in this exhibition, I mean, I know some of them more than others, and I've been fortunate enough to photograph some of them a few times. You know, the people like Chuck D and Ian Brown, people like that, are oh, these types of characters. Uh, and I've, I've, I've photographed them at different times, and I think even they could only have ever been themselves and been straight up and there was never any manipulation of it. Obviously, you know, this is a job for me too, you know, sometimes, you know, it's a very difficult job sometimes to keep it all going and you you know, you have to bend and, and stuff. But generally you kind of are who you are and you do what you do and that's hopefully why you get booked or why these bands get used. But you know I've seen the change a little bit. I've seen you know, and you can even get a little bit more angry with it or a bit more rebellious or you get a little bit more chilled out as you get a bit older and a bit more stable. Mm-hmm. But I think for all of them, you know, like us, being people that record things like this or people that are actually talented enough, talented and brave enough to get up on stage and perform, I think we all change a bit. Mm-hmm. But what I like about the choices that we've had here and the fact that you're 20 years, I don't know, probably younger than I don't know, whatever it may be. How old are you now? 35. Yeah, and I'm 42, 52, sorry. Um, you know, so there's a big gap and an area gap and a scene gap, but there's coming from both of our perspectives. I think, you know, that, that's really attractive to me. Yeah. Because you'll teach me things about the
0: shots that I've done that I wouldn't even, you know what I mean? It's interesting. Yeah. And what I love about it, though, is they're both underpinned by it. For me, I always describe it as magic. It's just a pure, it's that heartfelt love of what those people yeah, are doing yeah. and what they stand for, no matter the, the scene, no matter the eyes. Yeah. It's just that they're so pure about what they're doing that the people who love it are just... It's, that's why this, this genuine stuff, these personalities, yeah. I hope will resonate with the people who, who love what they do. Yeah. Like you said about Jarvis, it's that aura of of intellect, that cool, that he's got that kind no, of... I think I think the people
1: in these images that we've chosen of mine over all these decades of doing it. <clears throat> and the way I would always, I, I, my importance really, if I were to say, if someone said to me, Who do you do these shots for? What is it all about me For me, when someone can look back at that shot that I've done of them and really kind of accept it, understand it, like it for whatever reason, I mean, even that, there, you know. Lots of people I know, Sam Freeman chose that. Um, but, you know, can look back at it and like what the, re- the representation I've given of them. And, and uh, you know, whether, not necessarily for a vanity thing, but they really get that, that, that I've got something from them yeah. without ripping their soul out. Yeah, You know what I mean? But just true representation. That to me is really important. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. And also, with what you've done with these images and the collaboration of the sympathy and sympathetic way you've looked at what you've had to deal with in choosing each of these shots. If the artist, if Jarvis can look at that shot and then look at what you've done to it and go, oh, really like that. Mm-hmm. They've thought about that. That's interesting. I think that they're, they're, you know, I think that that's where this is at. Yeah. And that's why I enjoy looking looking back at it. the two demo prints that we've done just for each other just to look at to see what this can look like at that format. You know, when I look at Keith Flynn turning round with what's written there, I know Keith's gonna like that. I shot for a G Press pictures the other day and I should have taken that out there and had it all signed up but I I wasn't really focused on that. But I think Keith would love that. I also think Damon would love the energy in that. Well that's and also what's the way it's been written. I think he'll enjoy that creative Layer that's been put onto the photograph because there's mm-hmm. a lot of photographers out there, man. I'll tell you straight, we will never have anybody touch their pictures, yeah. and, and I and that's up to them. Mm. And good for them, and I respect that. But I'm not like that. Yeah, I quite enjoy this. I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying what's going on. I will say if I think it's you know either too much or it doesn't represent that person. Yeah, but I think everything you've done, pretty much
0: everything, has been on the money. But that's the beautiful thing, isn't it? It's a love. It's also. It's not just the love of the characters in the images, <coughs> but it, most importantly <coughs> to me, it's the love of what you do and the humanity within your style. That's why. Yeah. That's why when Sam, Sam Price gave me a number and said chat to Andy, like, "I'm pretty sure I'd be up for you doing something with his work." So yeah. I'm not, not sure, but your work and loved it, and um, it's that. It's the humanity and, and like you, like you hit upon what you seek to get out of that person and not present them as something that they're not. That's why also, this works, because often, I then, that.
1: at the stage that I'm at, or what my part of this deal, generally, is like, you know, for Chuck D shoot, or a, well, Lee Perry was like five minutes. But Chuck D might have been an hour, but half of that would have been an interview. Yeah. And then Jarvis would have been me meeting him at the ICA, and that would have been about half an hour. You know, often I get very little time. So I can't overly assess... This is what some very naive, generally young picture editors would say to some photographers: conceptualise what you want to do, let me know, and then before you go into the shoot, it's like, how can you do that in twenty minutes? Yeah. Conceptualise someone's character to how you're going to photograph them. Mm-hmm. I think that's a ridiculous statement, but you have to work with what they. You know, you have to meet someone, and you have to quickly get some sort of uh, a respect or a connection, yeah, so that they know that you're not there. And you're not some clown that's going to make them look like a fool. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's very easy being this side of the camera. When you're being photographed, I mean, I can't bear being photographed. I, mean, I always think I look way better than I look. <laughs> 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 and then I often get it back and go like that. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, it's not Brad Pitt. You know, so I've, I've got a respect for that. And I've got an empathy for, for how it feels being having a camera stuck in your face. So yeah. I just try and be gentle and yeah. be... And, and enjoy and enjoy their communication and their company. And if they feel a little bit freaked out by it, i like to have a little bit of a laugh and not always take a picture. Have yeah. a little bit of a chat first. Yeah. Put the camera out of the way so that they can clearly see I'm not trying to do it on the quiet Yeah. and actually have a little chat with them. And just and generally, when you behave yeah. like that, you get it all back. Yeah, it's all about humanising it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Both sides of it. Again, yeah, in fact, it it's nice. It's a nice way to... It's a nice way to be, I think it's a nice way to be generally, you know, I'll speak to anybody in the street walking past, whether I, you know, whether I'm walking up the road to get on the train or whether I'm, you know, that's just how I am. Yeah. I should have been from up north. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the East End way would have been very much like that once for a time. Yeah. And that completely resonates. That it's completely. Big cities have changed a lot,
0: but, you know, I'm very much like that. But that completely shines out your work, though, in a bit, you know, in a big way. That's, that's what's beautiful about it. You can you can throw all the you know the glamorous over editing in the world on some styles, and you still can't capture what what comes out of your work. Which yeah, is it's which, nice. and, it's well, nice. exactly what you described there. Yeah. It, it, it's there in the work, and I, and I believe in that. Any art form is an extension of the yeah. person beha- who's created yeah. it. You know, uh, and the purist. Yeah. That's that's what it is. But that's also what it is with all of these people. It's the yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just I
1: think the choices of the like, as we keep going back to the choices. You know, you've chosen, you've made it. You said to me that like, "I really want to show me what more, what more you have," and I'll because I really need to do this first. And we've even, you know, we've grown on that. with some of the things have happened impromptu and, and as we're going along. So you know, some of it's meant to be. It's it's weird. I, I've enjoyed that. I, I spoke yesterday with very very experienced, very very known sort of art stroke designer who, who's a bloke I've worked with for years, Tony McDermott. He's done loads of reggae sleeves like. Done the whole green sleeves reggae thing, and what he doesn't know about reggae, you, couldn't, you know, it's not worth knowing. And he's and he's going through looking at my new site. And it was you know the lovely thing is, Andy, it's you know it's coming from someone like yourself or or Tony, someone that is also very human and very decent and lovely mm-hmm. and like lifetime friends. Is that when they come back and they go, oh, it's just you know some of these pictures, Andy, you've just they're so simple, you've just really got a. Something back from this person—that's just really great. And I look at that picture, and I—and I and wouldn't necessarily say it. I would say I really like the image, and I, but I don't know. It's like some of the eye contact you've had in some of these shots, and some of the i don't know that's the, it's the nicest thing to get back for me personally. Yeah. It isn't yeah. about anything other than that. I, mean, I, I really, think, I'd really take that
0: on. I think a, that Im- a big compliment. I think that underlines what you said there about making those people feel at ease and feel comfortable and, and being able to have a, yeah, a tiny relationship with those people no matter what limited time you've got because surely that's what photography is or at least in this respect in it's music yeah. it's, it's about it is about capturing something inside outwardly you know
1: well it's different. you know like you know you, you we know all about the shenanigans of someone like Jarvis going on stage and messing up the Michael Jackson thing and, you know, causing all this havoc. But when you get Jarvis one-to-one in front of him with no one else there, it's
0: very different Jarvis. Yeah. You know. That was when, a crazy time, wasn't it? The the whole... Yeah. yeah I'm sure they were all off there. You know, when you get... Around.
1: When you get... Listen, I've had, I had Kanye West locked in the toilet because his hair and makeup people. people, hair that was probably half a meal thick and they were trying to do it and I was like, "This, honestly, come here, we, we're not going to get shot, it's ridiculous. So I said, come in there, we locked the door, we went into this bathroom and I had him sitting on the loo, that shot is him sitting on the loo and I'm asking him to look at himself in his is glasses. That right? Is that in the top, right? and, this, and what this, was
0: it, the deal? Had had the t- what was the deal with the hair? Well, you're talking about,
1: I mean, this is a good while ago as well, but he was still an A list. He was, you know, he hired a whole top end of the Hallmark Hotel in Paddington. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, he was a big deal. So his staff team would be double figures. So he had stylists and- air and makeup all running around justifying their positions and all the rest of it, which people do in this game. And they don't really need a lot to do, but they're just doing it. But they're they're wasting time, basically. So I had to sort of like kidnap him and lock him in the toilet. You know, he was like, I said, we've got to come in here. And I just locked it. And I said, please don't. I said, I just need to get this shot. We're not going to get it. And he was cool. And we had a really great conversation. But when you get a bloke like that, who's famous for being a, well outspoken or a dick or whatever way you want to look at him you know he's whatever he is he's a super talent I mean he's a you know go down in history for whatever he's doing but when you get them one on one they become very 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 um delicate Mm. and also when you're not intimidated by them and it's a bit like a dog and all of that obvious thing when you're confident and you're not scared you know people sense fear or they sense intimidation or they sense you don't know how to handle them. When you go into a room with someone and you haven't got time to be intimidated or you're not anyway, or both, and you're having that chat, you get real stuff back. You get, like, he was starting to ask me questions. I said, do you enjoy all this? And he went, I kind of do I said, do you enjoy all this? This is madness. I said, there's people driving, don't drive you mad? And he went, oh yeah, man, but like, you know, they they have to be there and he said, do you you feel I have to do it? Do you think I have to do it? Or should we do it? And I said, well, you know, some people need to do it more than others because they need a little bit more publicity. You know, some people, you know, happen to be a bit more talented so they probably could do less but I know what the machine is because I work in it so all this is necessary so I get it. But, so he was, you know, we were firing questions at each other and, you know, it was, I really enjoyed his company. Mm. Um, And, you know, we got it in the end because you know you had to take a bit of a risk with him and, and, and get his get the privacy part. But you know, they become delicate, like Jarvis on his own is a different bloke. You know, mm. I mean, Lee Perry on his own is Lee Perry, much Lee Perry, but on his own, he's he's as mad, but it's really concentrated madness. It, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, very focused. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Chuck D is an intense man, you know. But I had a deep conversation with him, and I said, you know, I was at your first gig in London, and as a young white bloke. In, in this very mixed crowd, because of the politics that was going on with Professor Griff, it caused a big, uh, like, bad vibe in the crowd. So even black kids and white kids, and it all got a little bit tense. And I had this lovely conversation with him because I'd say, that I'm a huge fan, and I was there at the first gig, and I've been to a lot of gigs since I was a massive fan, but this happened. And I... We were having this great debate, and he was like, you know, I'm not racist, I'm just pro black. I just got to tell you as it is. I said, But, and then I was like, But what's going on in New York isn't what's going on in London. We're trying to bridge gaps here. There's yeah. always going to be racism, but young kids are trying to go out yeah. together. Hip hop scene isn't all black. I, at that point, it would have been predominantly black in New York, I have, I'm sure. yeah. Even though the Beastie Boys are doing their thing, it would have still been a predominantly black thing. Here, it was really mixed. Yeah. So I just tried to convey it. I had a really brilliant conversation. So, yeah. again, it was that um, meeting of people getting them on their own having a chat and all of them you know each one of these people that we photographed have been brilliant yeah like we, we talked about pink you said uh, you, say you, were, pink. you weren't sure
0: what to expect I said uh, to her
1: halfway through the shoot I thought you were going to
0: be a pain in the arse <laughs> I thought you were going to be difficult <laughs> You see, I love that you said that to her. That's the. No, difference. I did. She loved I said it to her. Yeah, and that's the thing. You disengage. Took, you disarm someone, then don't you? Because... I took
1: my son as a as a as a tall as an icebreaker, Finn. <laughs> my handsome young son. I, mean, I knew that he'd, <laughs> he'd, he'd melt her a little bit, but actually, he was brilliant at help. And um, yeah, as I was doing these shots and we were getting on really good, I just thought she was going to be one of these A-list people that were just. A pain in the arse. Mm. And the team were going to drive you mad. And it was all going to be really difficult and not very nice. And it was going to be a bit of hard work. And in fact, I, went, I, actually, I literally said to her then, I thought you were going to be difficult. I thought this was going to be a right pain in the arse. <laughs> and she went, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> and I was like, I mean it. Yeah. i said oh, i'm having the best time with you this is so cool she said i love you too man she said <laughs> she was like i'm having a really good time with you so she was all cool but you know what i mean it's really neutral mm-hmm. she's like i'm really loving the pictures you're really loving to work with you know i thought i was fingers crossed they so will buy some of these yeah. um, um but uh you know like yeah, again another, another yeah. one of these really happy stories i uh, yeah. really enjoyed it it's lovely
0: and you mentioned, I mean, you mentioned that, and obviously I know you well, and I know you're father of two boys. Big part of this project for me is all about the self-expression, and, and these. My hope is that these guys, um, the people in this project, sh- I want to be. This is for me. This is a showcase of the, the why it's crucial to be you and, and lead your life, career, whatever, with you at the heart of it. Whatever the, the truest form of you is. These people as, as kind of emblems of that as role models is that important for you as a father with two young lads is I guess what i 'm asking is uh, do you, you know, do you preach the value not preach, but do you do you highlight the value of self expression and, and honesty as a totally. to your boys because I think you know, totally, this, listen. This, this generation we, I just think I think with the screens and the, and, the, and the world being in our pockets at any given point now for young kids that can' be quite a dangerous thing. If they're not raised right right. as totally,
1: time. totally, totally. You know, whether it be music or anything else for that matter. You know, I'm fortunate enough to have a super talented 23 year old bass player, and Son Connor, who's been on after, after shoots that's in this exhibition. He's been on to help me, mm-hmm. so he's met and had a good chance. And even in the musical days, which he's been doing this for about, about five years. And he's a tasty bass player, you know, he's also a tasty blues guitar player. But he, you know, he's met a lot of his, like, absolute and utter legends. Everyone from Jimmy Page to Wilco Johnson to, you know, to Lee Perry to, you know, he's met a lot of serious people, um, George Clinton, you know, and, and they would have all influenced him massively. And, you know, he knows if he works hard and he gets out there, he knows... You know, once he's got his confidence and it's completely secure with him and he's turned into a man for himself and he hasn't become too inflated with, with rubbish and he's, he's not like that at all. He's way more well-read than I'll ever be. I could never catch up with him, even at 23. <laughs> he's, you know, smart, you know, very smart, a very delicate bloke. You know, again, like, even Finn, you know, he's, he's not, he's very musical, but it's, it's more sport-based. But his whole thing is about you know being influenced by these strong people and they're all very positive strong people Mm -hmm. that you know people generous people that you know hard working you know put a lot into it natural yeah you know real people that that do it for the love whether it be playing football or whether it be playing in a band you know what I mean like solid characters not in it for the money ones yeah you know Yeah. yeah so yeah I think yeah, I, I I will definitely enforce. And again, all these characters that we've chosen together, me and you, have all been examples of that.
0: Don't you think? Absolutely. That's why they're like in even
1: there. Twigs. Yeah. Oh God, go, you yeah. know what I mean. And she is, she has
0: worked her arse off and to is, get well, this. Well, this is where I was going with the next kind of where I wanted to get with this. You know, this is ne- this was never about Smash Mouth. There there are a lot of Smash Mouth people in there. Gallagher's there. Your uh, Ginger Baker. The, you know all those Macky Smith. All those guys, but this is a broad spectrum of identity, you know. We're talking about subversive people like Beck, yeah. eccentrics like George Clinton, or, or Lee yeah. Perry. I, f- I just all that energy, whatever they whatever yeah. form, I mean, if you put that energy in that lot in the room, you know what I mean, whatever form if you them, whatever stick form, that lot in
1: a room for a chat,
0: yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. I want you know, I've always wanted, I've always surrounded myself in my life with friends from all walks of life, all characters, yeah. all personalities, because I just love. Having that spectrum of people around me uh, is so important to me. And that's what I wanted in this because, like I say, you can go from the quiet subversive stuff of Beck right through to like, you know, Marquis Smith or Gallagher's. And it's like, I just, that's what I wanted to capture and why I think it's really important to champion not just the Smash Mouth stuff, but the quieter introverts, the the people whose, the way they express themselves is much more uh, ethereal. It's
1: interesting. But equally important. Again, that's why I like your input and choices in in and you, you've brought the live setup where we could have used set up stuff and you've 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 encouraged me to go for the energy of the live. Mm. When I was initially it was like I wanted I thought it's probably down to me and I wanted to do stuff that was personal to me in the sense that I I had that one on one connection. But actually the energy from the twins and the energy from Florence and the energy from even Damon—you've—you, all these choices have been another, good, expression for this mm-hmm. that made me look at look at it differently. Well, I mean, big even big, just the, I think it's definitely broken out.
0: Even just the angle of the Twigs shot for me it captures just such. There's just so much humanity in that shot. Like, what was the story there? With the, with well, it's it? quite
1: well, it's quite you know. I, well, <coughs> the story from our Twig shot—I've shot that shot twice, but that. that Particular shot was done at Hackney Empire, and I was at the side of the stage, and I'd already done a shoot, but I just wanted to do a bit more, a bit more accessibility. Instead of doing it from the front, I just wanted to do it from and because she's such a visual. I mean, she's all well, she's she's both, but very much balanced between visual and movement and 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 music and sounds. Mm. So to get that little bit closer from another angle was interesting I mean yeah. she just just we could watch her dance I mean she's a f- tremendous dancer yeah I mean she's very elegant very womanly incredibly sexy you know yeah. it's just all I mean it's ridiculous and with her odd sound which is like this it's almost like a Bristol it's like it's like a you know Porter's head stroke massive attack stroke her own thing stroke a bit of grime it's like this new sound, mm. this odd, this odd
0: and, and putting movement to that, and the way she would draw oh, it's just incredible. And this is, this, you hit on an important thing there with the, the dynamic between the lives and the studio stuff. D- this was it's always an in. important decision from an art direction perspective. It's like, do we go with, do, you know, is, is that person's personality captured better in that? You know, some people like you, that, yeah. that, that, that Jarvis shot. Absolutely, yeah, no, absolutely, you, absolutely you, nailed
1: you nailed it. You nailed it, I agree. I, listen, I've been, I would have, in the beginning, I would have said, no, no, no. Let's do this. But you're right. But I then, could never have shot her that would have expressed her more than that shot. Well, that's the same that thing that I've got. The shots that I've got. If yeah. I'd have done a setup shot with her, and I'd have got her, she would have been very overly aware. Yeah. She doesn't let you go nearer until she's done full makeup, full. So she would have done some. It would have been her. Yeah. It would have been a very staged, personal shot of her because she would have orchestrated exactly how she wants to be because she's a dancer.
0: But you hit on such a pure creativity. Like but that was absolutely
1: impromptu at a moment, Wallop. Yeah. You know, that was. A very cool. visceral Wallop, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was completely we lost in her art. And that what, was her at the really extreme point of a movement. Which, you know, which is lovely, because in India it very beautiful. I mean, it's quite confused with stuff around it. And as of so I'd go, oh, wouldn't it be nice if it was a little bit more? But actually, as a moment, it's, it's yeah. quite a good, you know, it's a great representation of her. Yeah. I, and I see that, and it's you that made me see that, actually. And oh. actually, even the Damon, on the energy in Glastonbury, when he's on his knees, and he's like, and he's... I mean, that, that's him. It, I mean, it doesn't it's, go... You couldn't have turned it up any higher. You don't get form. more euphoric
0: than that moment, do you? No. That's the thing. It's, it's no. headline slot of the festival, the peak of that gig, and it's just, just it. this... I don't, it's oh, he just was in long. his element because he'd just come on with Marky Smith,
1: he'd just come on with uh, Sean Ryder, Smith. Snoop Dogg, yeah. <laughs> Lou Reed. It's yeah. like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> You're kidding. No wonder he was euphoric. And the list went on, actually. There was a few more than that. Kano, yeah, 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 yeah. Kano, yeah. Dallas, yeah. Sticks, Another him? one in this, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I mean, again, the life thing, you know, we, there's the, en- the, the energy and the, and the sheer, um, what's the right word? Um, just, I mean, th- th- talk about the savages shot and the fat white family shots that we've chosen in this S- so there's such carnage in those shots. Uh, like, you know in the Savages one? Oh, yeah, it's surfing on top of this crowd. Is yeah. that Gen- Jenny's on four, all then. these hands in this crowd? And the shoes are off, and she's soaked in sweat, and her hair's plastered. It's like. Did did you you got, a shot? Have you done a shot? Yeah, the there's a panel of fall that went for, but it, again, it's just. And I think I think that's speaking in wider terms. I think if you're... A, let's say you're a teenager now and you're listening to this or you're looking at these people and, and not everyone can talk of look, at some, look someone in the eye and express themselves. Therefore, I think it's crucial to look at those moments and go, it doesn't have to be like that. It's like you can It can be a very quiet... Moment in your everyday life, mm. and still you're able to express yourself in, in, yeah. in different ways, which yeah. I think is a beautiful thing about the, the range in those shots. Like again, the, the Keith Flint one, just that little turn of the head looking back in that moment on stage. Oh, that's you that's, that's, say, that that's
1: the simplicity of that's one of my favourites. I also like what you've done with Lee Perry and
0: Jarvis. Yeah, I have to say. And George, I Clinton love what you've done with John Dash Peel and George. I like John Peel, yeah, the, the, the John Peel one's just a beautiful, it's a simple portrait, but it's it's. The warmth that is yeah. evident in the way that people talk about John yeah. Peel and respect his yeah. legacy, you know. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, for example, the surge flying off the stage, of George Clinton, the chaos in that George Clinton shot, having yeah. been bent down. Well, it was chaos. I mean, backing that, that's, that's at Coco.
1: Yeah. And I don't, you, you've been there, obviously. But the, the stage—you can't. Thirty people. On, it must have been twenty to thirty people on the stage. <laughs> I mean, how someone never fell off is a miracle. I mean, but it—it well, it is chaos, and it, it is like a big, it's like a, it's like a circus. Yeah. Clinton, I mean, the whole music seems like a freaking circus, to be yeah. honest. But, but that particular setup is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nuts. And this is why I
0: wanted to do this in music because we, you know, the truth is, I could have approached many or any photographers in whether it was in film or whatever, and kind of gone with the same sensibility. But I grew up looking at Face Magazine and Q yeah. and reading these big. Ballsy quotes from Gallagher's and oh, Jarvis talking about mm-hmm. something, into, and, and just being wowed by that. There was something larger in mm-hmm. life that spoke to me and made me want to find what my thing was. Yeah. They'd obviously found their thing and they were living yeah. it at the highest peak. Yeah, I mean, but I, I was flying around in a bedroom with a set of crayons, and it's oh, like yeah, and yeah, I, brilliant. And but that gave me the That but was yeah. my portal yeah. to my creativity. You know, well, that's, I
1: mean, I think that's just so fucking cool. I mean, I, when I meet these people, I I really enjoy. Meeting them, I, I really go away from most of the times I've met people going fucking I'm, I'm, God, i I'm love doing this because I just have so much admiration for their talent. Yeah, and and I've introduced myself to so many new genres of music and and different types of characters through doing this. Some mm-hmm. of it I, I I grew up loving and I, and I was you know I, I knew what I'd like and knew what I'd like on it, but some of these other characters were so different. I mean, Marky Smiths and people like that, you know, wouldn't have ever been in my world. I mean, I never really knew the fall overly, if I'm honest, and it's a sin to some people, but you know, some of the stuff I listened to, you know, was all personal to me at that point. But getting into it late and after meeting him and being sent out to do a job by a magazine called Word and the art director going, look, we don't know who else could handle him, we're going to send you down. And I didn't know what to expect, because I didn't know what that was. And I didn't really research it. I just thought, fuck it, I'll go. And <coughs> I don't not get on with anybody, and I'm sure he will be all right with me. And I got down there, and lo and behold, we had a great time. It was, I don't know what they were talking about. Yeah. You know, we had a, you know, a bit of a split backstage, and, and before he we went on, and had a bit of a chat, and he was just a real guy, and he had a lot of real good blokes from Manchester, like, he's cronies that were proper heavies from Manchester looking yeah. after him Yeah, he was in a wheelchair because he'd fallen over and busted his ankle yeah um,
0: he'd done it on
1: stage he'd he done it on stage yeah, yeah. And, and, and I had like a great time with him yeah you know I had a really good time with him and, and I just again I just think people will mess with you if they if they know you're not real yeah If you're kind of real and you want real stuff and you're you're there in a pure essence and you just want to be cool, you're not trying to deceitly, deceivingly, sneakily get an extra picture of them on the quiet so that you can either look great to a picture editor and piss their ass. Yeah. As long as you're not sneaky, I think real people love you. Yeah. They'll love it. You know, I've been, been in positions where I could have got my camera up and stitched people up and, you know, I know I would rather dig the road. Yeah. No way would I do that. Don't no matter how much money they put on the table, yeah. I wouldn't do that. No. You know, I'd, I'm there, and in a pure sense, if, if, if you've let me into that world and I can be there, I'm never going to stitch you up. That, that's me. You know, I don't go there. And that's, I think, again, people get that from you. Yeah. And they get that about your character. And I think people see it. And some of these weird, extreme characters we get here, luckily... I think that they, they see that, like you know they um they to it and they
0: allow you in for a little bit. Yeah. There's a there's an aspect with this that that's really important to me as well as project, which is the mental health side of things and and there's two there's a there's two that spring to mind, there's a number that spring to mind, there's two that spring to mind and actually they're both relatively local to you, which is Plan B and K Yeah. And I, I name them because plan B speaks his work is often with a certain disenfranchised youth in mind and it's people who've grown up with maybe not a lot of money are the best guidance in life who have been failed by certain authorities. And I think it's such a powerful thing that comes through in his music and surely for him on a personal level and speaking on behalf of people, that's vital with creative output. And i would say the same of Kano, being from similar backgrounds is that something that you've you would have agreed with like the, the I mean the, just the mental health aspect of creativity well, is, I, it's well, something I've, I've always found very for obviously for them like, they've found a medium and, a, and, a, and a music being that medium mm-hmm. for them to really express those grievances yeah. or, or where they're from and, and tell a story about that yeah. the other kids from that background that I I hope will find belonging through the whole the Ill manners album all about yeah. uh, you know the government's failure of what, what do you yeah. believe to be a failure of those young people yeah
1: well you know he does you know he you know what this is a true story I mean he's from around the corner so I know exactly where he lives I'd you know, have, have gone past his house been grown up many times ironically my neighbour who's just moved into next door to my house was his school teacher is that right that's right and he and, uh, three years ago he retired and he took time to go to his retirement then Really? He was telling me all about that yeah, yeah, and that he was a, you know, it was you know, he was a, quite a, you know, troublesome kid, and he would have, you know, got himself a loads of bother. He would have been, you know, but he was always very smart, mm-hmm. very clear that he was is a different character, yeah, but very opinionated, you know. Um. Yeah, I am. Um, I think that with these characters, especially people that challenge themselves, I always, I always think, you know. A lot of people that are great thinkers of this world, or or even people that think um, a bit too much about, ponder over stuff too hard. It's a torment. It's that's close to madness in itself, can we? And I think so. If you're a young artist and you're about to suddenly thrown into the realms of success, in the sense of you know your work has suddenly kicked off you're your, your touring, the pressure and that's and involved in that. Also, the pressure to keep the ball rolling in a world where it's all based on money with record labels and to keep it rolling where you're relevant and, and successful. Pressure's enormous. Mm-hmm. So if you're in any way vulnerable or, or or querying your abilities from the start, you just had a, a great track, so you're thrown into it, the pressure for it all is so immense mm. that you can't help not touch a little bit of that. I mean I've walked up and down in my front room thinking I was going mad loads of times thinking, why have I chosen this to do? Why aren't I getting booked more? I'm a nice bloke. I don't take bad pictures. Why are people not seeing it? Why you know and you query and you go, why is, what, what's going on? You know, that is something I think in the creative world and certainly the self employed end of stuff, and this is just in the creative spectrum of life yeah. I, mean, I mean you, you don't necessarily be that to, to, to have mental health issues or things that where you're unstable and you query yourself as a person I mean mm-hmm. I think we're all very vulnerable to yeah. this Yeah, I think we're all, well, we've all gone through a little bit of it at, at times I certainly have
0: we are and, and I know and a lot on of one, people and on one, one level it's, on, one, on one level it gives us this great outlet where we can voice ourselves and find great belonging the flip side of that is that we've got these, like you said, ponderous minds that that think too much. Therefore, the dark side of yeah, that, is that makes that... you incredibly
1: sensitive mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, and it makes you, you know, you query everything. So you you've got a, a very um, open mind, but it also makes you query and question yourself a lot. Yeah, and that when you're trying to pay rent for a room or rent for a mortgage for a house or live generally in a city where it's an incredibly, you know, expensive thing to do, and the pressure that's put on you to succeed, mm-hmm. or even just get by, yeah, is enormous Yeah, for young guys, and, you know, for young people. It is. It's, you know, and that, I mean, it goes on through the ages, really, but as a young person, I mean, the fact that, statistically, the fact that, you know, young male suicide is, is by far the the predominant one in this country, is, I don't know if it's a shock or not, but it's, it's you know, it's a still it's, it's a, it's a shocking fact. It's incredibly sad. It's yeah. incredibly sad. But
0: I can see why. Oh, completely. And, and well, I can and, see why, I've got to be honest. You're completely right, and I think more than ever, it's, you know, society is driven about about money, about perceived success, which is why, to me, this is so important, because it's, that's about self, about expression of well, self. Well, if, if, if,
1: if we can convey... You know, because you're definitely, you know, we're definitely on a similar page and all these little reminders about humanity and about people and about, you know, characters Mm. and about hard work, like these people putting in all this hard work, me having done it for quite a long time and I'm still, you know, I still struggle to get by it, you know, a lot of the time. Yeah. And and just, you know, all of this, but to convey this and, and acknowledge the mental health thing and... And to, to, to make this a bit more meaningful than just mm. throwing a few pictures. This is why I enjoy you doing it on the picture. Because it's suddenly, it's not about this big ego trip, look at how many people he's photographed. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not really like that anyway. I actually don't like the acclaim. I get a bit freaked out by all that. I did one exhibition that was quite big. But I, I actually didn't like it on the day. I it was bizarre. Yeah. This, sharing it, Doing it as a collaboration yeah, because this, it's is a, this
0: is a celebration of something bigger than us. This bigger, a, yeah. yeah, bigger and, than them. It's, and what, it, it. it's what they stand for and what they represent, but it is bigger than them. And it's about again, it's about you know, my, my hope is that some kid who's not had the best upbringing is going to see that image of like Plan B or Kano yeah. and get inspired to do whatever they, whatever they care about or, or find a way that they can get that off their chest and yeah. hopefully not go down that rabbit hole of mental health because. Yeah. The risk is so big these days. Like say, kids are confronted now with mobile phones. They can see the world at any given yeah. point. They're given these false idols of yeah. celebrity and whatever the yeah. bullshit. That's why I wanted to, these, yeah. this, we this to shine through this authenticity of these people to someone to go, well, I'm a weirdo, but that's cool because they're a weirdo and look what's happened and, and look what... You know, people go yeah. for their entire life working jobs they don't give a fuck about and get quite miserable about that. When I think... Yeah, to get listen, listen. I'm quite you know.
1: You and I have both admit we you know gravitate at times to these strong, larger-than-life characters, mm-hmm. and I love all that. And as I said, you know, I'll oh, probably always be around, and you know, I love photographing these people and you know whoever it may be. But could I go up on the stage and entertain seven thousand people mm-hmm. screaming at me? Forget no. it. No, you need to be seriously different type of character to be able to go and do that. Mm-hmm. That's a... I mean... what Headline in Glastonbury. Forget that. Going in a pub and entertaining 30 pissed-up people would be difficult enough yeah. for me on the stage. <laughs> Doing karaoke. Doing, t- you know, intimidating Yeah, enough. I'd chip myself <laughs> at the karaoke. Let alone... <laughs> let alone... Let alone then getting on the stage and taking it seriously. I mean... And that's why I have a respect for these people and an empathy. Yeah. You know, I won't... I, maybe this is why I... I'm not working as much as I'd like to at times. Because I'll, I'll get great pictures and I'll go through all the efforts to get it. you yeah. know. I, when I know, look, like, God, some of them are saying, I am running behind them, again, like, when they're undressed, when they're undressing, that would be a great shot. I know lots of people, lots of photographers, that would get in there and get that, and the band would go, oh my God, who let him in?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah I, but yeah. I, I don't have that, I mean, maybe that's the wrong thing for, but, as a photographer. You know, I don't proclaim to be a social commentator. I don't need to go and get that extra little furlong. This is as much a job as it is anything else. You know what I mean? I don't want to yeah. rip someone's soul out to get a picture, or take pictures of them with their trousers down, literally,
0: or doing some skull with drugs. I, don't really I think you've got, got more integrity than that as well. It? Have, and it shows in the work. I mean, I mean the, the Ginger Baker shot. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this. You obviously, to, to get that from him, there obviously had to be a degree of commonality there. Of, of,
1: there was um, a total degree of that. Yeah. Because as I went into that room, again, totally blagged it. He was playing with Fred Wesley from the JBs in Stratford, where I live. Connor, my brilliant son, gave us a heads up to get in there. We, well, I, I, we both bought tickets actually, but I blagged about, I told them at the venue that I was trying for, they went, yeah, 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 whatever. Then I went, have a look at my site, and then they went, oh, shit. So I, they allowed me to do pictures, and I said, would it be possible to go and meet Ginger? I totally blagged it, ended up going backstage at Stratford, which is round the corner of Stratford Theatre Royal, you know, in the back there. And, uh, and they've gone, right, you're going to have to be, you know. So as I walked up the corridor, he's sitting on a chair with his head out the window smoking a cigarette. So I've left him to it because I didn't want to go and, and trouble him there. So he went into the room. So when I went into the room with him, someone introduced me, hi this is Andrew a local photographer, We'd really like to get a picture of you. And he looked over at me and with that look from that picture, and he went, You do know I ain't gonna fucking smile, don't you? <laughs> <clears throat> and I said, I'll tell you what, I couldn't be more offended if you even thought about it, Ginger. <laughs> I said Absolutely not. We will have no smiling in this shoot. I said I'm only going to be there for two minutes, and he laughed and he went, "You're all right. Sit down. Brilliant." Yeah. And that was it. And I was in, in there for ten minutes before the show, and then I went and watched them. Yeah. And he was brilliant. But it's the same with Don. Is but he way? was hard. You know, he, he did play up. So he plays up. You know, he's just he's real as a heart attack, but he plays up to it. He loves it. He's, yeah. not, he's just a naughty bloke, but <laughs> luckily. <laughs> I wasn't on the other
0: end of his stick like in the film, beware were oh, Mr Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Cheers to Andy, who I've spent the last five years with working on this project and I've come to, to love him as a human being. He's, a, he's an awesome... He's a great friend. He's a, a wonderful individual, a real character. Um, and I love the stories. I love his stories of time spent with rock stars, with these amazing imaginations and personalities and characters. And I hope this exhibition goes somewhere to... Um, just giving people a little kick, giving them some inspiration to kind of be themselves and find who they are and take that out to the world and succeed. You know, you know whatever success is to you, I hope you can find a way to succeed through being yourself because it's an awesome feeling and it takes time. It takes lifetime. Some people never get there, and that's really sad. So that's why we're doing this, and that's why we're supporting organisations like Young Urban Arts Foundation, who you can go and check out at U. Sorry, <laughs> start again. Y U A F dot org dot uk and you can also go and see calm's wonderful work at the calmzone.net campaigning against living miserably both doing beautiful work so I hope you enjoyed Andy's stories as much as I did come and see the show please it's on from the 24th of May right through to the 6th of June at Stance in Covent Garden 3 Neal Street uh, in the west end of London so treat yourself come down, say hello I'll be in there like I mentioned before from the 24th to the 26th of May and then from the 3rd to the 6th of June so come and have a chat Come and say hello, we'll get a brew. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I hope to see a few of you down there. Give us a shout, let us know who you are. Um, it's all going to be up. Ah, uh, I just gotta go and put the thing up now, <laughs> but it's exciting. Um, check the show notes for you know Andy's links and all that good stuff so you can go see his portfolio. Also, cheers! I hope you enjoyed previous shows. By the way, I didn't touch upon them, but Ben Crick of Collins is still up there, still doing a wonderful. Um, service it was a great podcast a great chance to talk to a man from a wonderful agency about the work he's doing about creativity about design so go back and check that out we've got some awesome episodes coming up we've got the Association of Illustrators returning to the show one of the supporters of this show talking about their business empowerment campaign hashtag not a hobby it's a great body of work and i hope it's going to do some good in helping illustrators get a bit more savvy a bit more you know charging the right fees making a good living and enjoying what they're doing so all that stuff coming up thank you as ever guys for listening give us your feedback at the rest on the mix on the social media thank you to the beautiful sponsors for this show illustrationweb.com hat internet.co.uk foilco.co.uk and vaoi.com. Uh, a special thanks to Bayo Photo Lab Fujifilm and stands for supporting this project uh, this has been a, a little show leaning towards Mental Health Awareness Week ask somebody how they are have a good week yourself and if you're not feeling good tell someone nice one cheers guys and catch you soon